Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and yes, in some cases, offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You know what? There's very adult content ahead, and you've been warned. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and unexplained mysteries. So, sit back. Grab your favorite drink, relax, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, we're starting our Tales for Scaretober. I know last year we did the whole Witchtober thing that you guys loved, but since COVID, I didn't have the time to put together a theme for this year, so I'm sorry, but I'm going all random on your ass. <laughs> Alright, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. As always, the choice of libation is yours, so choose your poison accordingly. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say horror, that's going to be a single shot. And every time I say desert, that's going to be a double shot. All right, now with the business end out of our way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma. And we're starting off October with Strange Tales of Horror in the Desert. And just a personal note before we jump into today's episode, I was very sad to hear that Eddie Van Halen passed away. So if you were an 80s or a 90s baby like I was, and you just remember the wonderfulness that was Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen, take a moment and mourn his passing with me. All right, my darlings, let's jump into today's story. Deserts are stark, barren places that seem to be natural habitats for the spooky and supernatural. With their vast expanses of sand, scrub, and unchanging, desolate surroundings, deserts seem to lie somewhere in another realm beyond time and reality. They are scary places, remote, deadly, and remorseless, posing challenges for life that has evolved there and to anyone foolhardy enough to enter this domain unprepared. It is perhaps no wonder that it is the deserts of the world that have become the settings for numerous tales of horror, sinister mysteries, and unfathomable supernatural dread. From spectral evil to ferocious mystery beasts, here we take a journey through these lonely, sandy expanses to pry at some of the weird, spine-tingling, and terrifying enigmas that permeate them. One of the unseen dangers lurking within the desert are the mysterious creatures, sometimes malicious and malignant, that stalk through land. In the sun-scorched, burning wilderness of a place called Borrego Sink, 45 miles southeast of Borrego Springs, California, there have been reported terrifying encounters between man and a mystery beast. 
The desert may seem to be a strange place to find Bigfoot, but not only have they been reported in this savage wasteland, but they seem to be of a rather aggressive variety, especially the ones that have come to be known as the Borrego Sasquatch. One such incident occurred in 1939 when a man was camping alone in one of the many dry gulches of the area. The man was awoken in the middle of the night by a band of two-legged hairy creatures stalking about his camp on the fringes of the campfire's light. The beasts were described as having white or silver fur and possessed piercing red eyes that glowed in the dark. The pack of creatures circled the camp menacingly for some time, but seemed to be somewhat afraid of the fire and kept their distance until they finally slunk off back into the desert. Now I'm going to add my little own note here. I don't know about you, but I grew up in the desert, and I'm telling you right now, if I had to wear fur all the time in the desert, I'd be pretty pissed off too. I'm just saying. Anyways... Thirty years later in this same region, a man by the name of Harold Lancaster had his own frightening encounter as he was camping in the sink. Lancaster described how an enormous, hair-covered, bipedal creature stalked out of the wilderness and lumbered straight towards him in an intimidating manner. The man, fearing that he was about to be attacked, fired his revolver into the air in an effort to scare the monster away. Whatever the creature was, the gunshots did the trick and the thing reportedly jumped around three feet into the air before glaring at Lancaster and running off into the brush. Now, Borrego Sink is not the only place in the desert with its share of ominous man-beasts. In a place called Deadman's Hole, located seven miles from Warner Springs on Highway 79, a string of vicious, unsolved murders occurred back in the 19th century that have long been blamed on a malicious, marauding Sasquatch. In 1858, the first victim was killed under mysterious circumstances, followed by more slayings over the years. A Frenchman who was slaughtered in his own cabin... A prospector named David Blair, who was killed by what looked like a knife attack, and a woman by the name of Belinda, who was strangled and mutilated. The story may have just been chalked up to an insane killer on the rampage, had it not been for a curious story that surfaced in 1888. Two hunters were out hunting in an area known as Dark Canyon when they came across a cave full of the scattered remains of various mutilated animals. As they investigated the cave, the hunters reported being attacked by a huge, man-like beast covered in matted black hair and with huge hands and feet. According to the hunters, they opened fire on the beast and killed it, after which its body was apparently moved to San Diego and shown to police. At the time, a paper called the San Diego Union ran the story and claimed that the rampaging mystery creature had been the one responsible for the murders, causing quite a public stir in the process. Oddly, the paper ran a story the following day dismissing the article as a mere April Fool's joke. It's unknown if there, there was ever really a body or if the creature actually existed, but what is known is that the mysterious murders remain unsolved. 
Another strange case involving some sort of humanoid creature comes from the deserts of the Mexican state of Chihuahua. At the end of 1989 and the beginning of 1990, a group of teenagers were on a mission to explore the caves of a place called Cerro Pajarito when they came across something that would haunt them for the rest of their lives. As the group was exploring one of the caves, they came upon the discovery of a dead deer and a doe that were freshly killed and exhibited three odd perforations on their necks that formed a perfect triangular pattern. In the surrounding area, there were footprints that looked like those of a puma, but it soon became apparent that no puma had done this. The group suddenly heard blood-curdling, squealing sounds, and the air became pervaded by a stench described as smelling like burning wood. The terrified group of teenagers looked and saw a hunched-over humanoid figure crouched upon a rock outcropping about 15 meters away from them. The creature apparently started bounding towards them, and one of the groups emptied his pistol at it, although the bullet seemed to have no effect. As the panic group turned tail and ran for dear life, they reported passing yet another humanoid creature that was described as being metallic green in color and standing only 80 centimeters in height. Anyways, killer Sasquatch and weird humanoid entities running amok are not the only mystery animals said to terrorize the world's deserts. Moving across the world to the Sahara Desert, we find bizarre stories of giant desert snakes prowling the wasteland in the desert's northern reaches. Okay, I'm going to just take a moment and go, ew, I hate snakes. Okay. Desert nomads of the area have long spoken of enormous monstrous serpents up to four meters long. Fuck me running. Known to the locals as Taguera which are said to be venomous and capable of devouring goats, sheep, and even camels. Yeah, okay. Big fucking snakes. I don't like them. In the 1950s, nomads reported a large number of incidents involving the giant snakes and appealed to colonial authorities for help. A French army detachment was allegedly sent out into the desert sands near a place called Beni Onif, in an effort to track down the beasts. According to the reports, the French contingent came across a snake that was 20 meters long, so large that it required machine gunfire to kill it. The skin was allegedly kept, but was later lost. Now, this is not the only reported skin of the creatures to have been found. In the same area, a local man allegedly shot and killed a snake measuring around 15 feet long that had horns and a crest of hair on its head. The bizarre creature's skin was apparently exhibited for a while before it was purchased by a private collector for a reported 55,000 francs, and it hasn't been seen since. Whew, creepy snakes. Okay. The giant mystery snakes were seen again in 1967 when a bulldozer operator by the name of Hamza Rahmani was working on the construction of a dam in Morocco and spotted a 9 meter long snake with a mane of hair on its head that was rather oddly eating engine grease. Okay, am I the only one picturing this really, really big snake with like a toupee on it? I hope you're picturing that now because that's what it is. 
The startled bulldozer driver alleged rammed the thing with the bulldozer blade and killed it. The construction site was apparently a popular haunt for the creatures because several more were subsequently seen in the vicinity. A 10-meter long snake with horns that was seen in 1968, another 15-meter long one spotted in 1969. But it's not known what happened to the body of the serpent allegedly killed by Romani. And again, no pictures. The horrors of the desert come not only from the land of the flesh and blood, but also from beyond the realm of the living. And the desert harbors various seemingly paranormal horrors as well. One well-known story is that of the Lady in White of the mining town of Vallecito in Calaveras County, California. The story goes that an ill young woman arrived here by stage in the late 1850s on her way to Sacramento to meet up with her lover. The ravages of travel, malnutrition, and lack of water had taken their toll on the woman, and although townsfolk tried their best to save her, she soon perished. When the bag she had been carrying was examined, among the various belongings was found an immaculate, laced, brand new white dress that was speculated to have been her wedding dress. The dead woman was dressed in that dress and buried at Campo Santo nearby the stage station. Since that time, the ghostly woman has been often seen on moonless nights wandering around the town in her white dress. Although this ghost is not known to be malicious, she is reported to instill a distinct sense of unease and fear in those that see her. Because, you know, if you see a ghost walking around, you're going to be uneasy and probably a little scared. Maybe piss yourself a little bit, too. Vallecito also has the distinction of being the lair of a spectral horse that holds the key to a long-lost desert treasure. It all started with the botched holdup of a stagecoach on its way to Vallecito Station, carrying an estimated $65,000 in cash. As the four would-be robbers made their escape, the stagecoach driver fired at them and took one of the men down. Oddly, the driver found two bodies where he expected to find one, and surmised that one of the bandits has, had killed a member of his own party as well, possibly so that he could have a larger share of the loot. The two remaining thieves made their way into the desert wasteland and buried their loot before heading into town to have drinks. It is at this point that the two are said to have had a drunken argument and the bandit leader went to get his white horse after which he barged into the establishment atop the horse and maliciously shot his partner who before dying managed to shoot back and kill the horse mounted leader of the gang. I'm just going to say because if you're going to be dramatic and kill someone why not ride into the place on a horse. Anyways, the horse, spooked by the loud gunfire, fled into the desert and was never seen again, at least alive. The story goes that if anyone approaches the stash, the secret stash of loot, the ghost of the white horse will come stampeding out of the desert to chase them away before vanishing into thin air. Interesting. Not far from the Vallecito stage station is another supposedly haunted locale, a place called Carrizo Wash. It is said that a ghostly stagecoach, known as the Phantom Stage, can be seen from time to time blazing across the desert, pulled by a team of four spectral mules, and driven by a mysterious 
hunched-over shadowy figure. The ghostly stagecoach is said to slow down by where Carrizo Station once stood, only to seemingly realize that it's not there anymore and continue on into the desert badlands. A spooky element of the story is that the phantom stage is said to leave behind rut marks from its wheels, as well as the footprints of the mules. The phantom stagecoach has been linked to another legend of the area, that of a lost treasure of gold coins that was carried within a stagecoach during the 1860s. Legend has it that a stagecoach was loaded with gold coins and headed out from El Paso on its way to San Diego, when in the vicinity of the Fish and Coyote Mountains near Yuma, Arizona, it was held up by robbers. The robbers shot the driver dead, who slumped over in his seat. The stage then apparently continued on as the spooked horses dragged it in on into the desert, where it disappeared into the desolate badlands. There are those who believe that the phantom stagecoach is the ghostly incarnation of this stagecoach, eternally looping about its original route. Perhaps an even more bizarre phantom vehicle is reported from the coastal desert region of Brazil's northern region of Maharano. Here, there is said to be a spectral phantom jeep that the locals refer to as Cubare, which tears through the harsh wasteland where there are no roads and brush-strewn rocky gulches that even an off-road vehicle would not be able to navigate. The phantom vehicle is said to drive about aimlessly and sometimes race around doing donuts out in the barren landscape. Because, you know, if you're a phantom jeep, that's what you do. The ghostly jeep is said to have headlights that can become dazzlingly bright. Bright enough to blind eyewitnesses and the blue-tinted illumination is known to light up the desert as if it were broad daylight. The jeep apparently has a mischievous streak, with the rather disconcerting habit of bearing down on witnesses as if to run them over only to vanish right before impact, leaving the terrified, baffled victim in a state of confusion, and I'm guessing wet pants. Oddly, the Manguerres River of the area also has stories of mysterious phantom boats that are said to similarly put themselves on collision courses with fishing boats only to disappear before colliding with them. I'm thinking it's just one ghost who, whether it's a boat or a jeep, just wants to have a little fun. Alright. Other apparitions of the desert can supposedly be found at a place called Yucky Well in the deserts of America's southwest, where three ghostly entities are said to emerge and dance about on nights of the full moon. The story behind the dancing ghosts begins with three immigrants to the area who arrived at the well after almost dying of thirst on their journey to find a short route through the desert from Yuma to California. Upon reaching the well, one of the immigrants died soon after drinking from it, and his companions noticed some gold nuggets fall out of the dead man's pockets. Unsure of where the gold had come from, the two remaining men soon became overcome with greed and a heated argument ensued, during which one of the men drowned his companion in the well. An Indian who had been watching the violent fiasco reported that the remaining man went into a delirious frenzy and ran off into the desert maniacally shouting gold, gold, before disappearing forever. It is said that on hot summer nights of a full moon, one of the dead men rises from the muddy waters of the well, 
another appears from the surrounding brush, and the other arrives on a cool breeze from the desert, after which they join hands and convert around the well before disappearing, leaving the area much chillier than its surroundings. One of the scarier phantoms of the desert is an apparition that takes on the appearance of an eight-foot-tall glowing skeleton with a lantern in its chest, which roams the badlands between Superstition Mountain and Seventeen Palms in the state of Arizona. Am I the only one thinking that might be Burning Man? Okay, never mind. This rather frightening and monstrous specter was reportedly first seen way back in the 1800s by a prospector rather appropriately named Charlie, Arizona. Arizona was settling down in his camp for the night when he heard his burros acting up at the edge of camp. When the prospector went to investigate, he reportedly saw a huge skeleton eight feet tall with a lantern glowing through its ribcage shambling about the desert. The sinister apparition was described as seemingly looking for something out among the scrub brush, which it did for some time before wandering off over a ridge. The skeleton was then seen several more times by people camping out in the desert, and two adventurous young men decided to actually go out in search of the thing. After spending three nights in the desert looking for it, the glowing ghost skeleton finally appeared out in the desert, wandering around aimlessly, at first making itself known as merely a bobbing, inexplicable light, but clearly the specter on closer inspection. The adventurers fired at it with rifles, but the wraith was impervious to their gunfire, and continued on its way unfazed. Because I'm going to point out that if it's a skeleton, and it's already dead... Gunfire's not going to help. Idiots. The two men allegedly followed the skeleton for three miles through rugged terrain before they lost it in a canyon. Locals believe that the ghostly skeleton was the spirit of a miner looking for his lost secret mine. A potent local legend has long been that of Peg Leg Smith's long lost mine. A lost mine full of gold that has been the quarry of many ultimately failed expeditions to find it. So yes, the desert is an eerie, scary place at times. For here, among the eternal shifting sands and unchanging landscape, lurk mysterious animals and spectral apparitions that roam the barren badlands, gullies, ridges, and scrubland of these forgotten places. Deserts are natural places for mysteries, and mysteries they have in spades. Here in the most unforgiving terrain on earth, there lie enigmas and horrors that will perhaps forever remain ensconced in the dusty sands of this little understood realm. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode, and I thank you for joining me here today. I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com and If you have a suggestion for a future show, or you just want to tell me what you think, drop me a line because I do reply to all emails. But no snake pictures, because seriously, that will piss me off. I'm kidding. On that note, my darlings, that's all the time that I have for you, and I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you know what? Don't forget to tune in next time, my darlings. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. 
This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.